All I ever wanted. All I ever needed. <laughs> Are you going to start your Etsy shop? So in order to do something like that, I would have to get a cricket. Do you know what that is? No. I kind of don't know what it is either, but it's like some sort of like, like die cutting device. All right. What does a cricket cost? I'm not sure, but it's kind of pricey. Cricket die. Oh, my mom is. Or something. <laughs> my mom. My mom's in the bed. She's hearing me talk. Did it scare her? No, but she hears me talking about cricket and she's saying it is expensive. Nah, it's three twenty nine or one seventy nine. It's one seventy nine. Three fifty. One seventy nine. Cricket joy. Mom, you're either a part of this or you're not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Can you hear her? I can hear her. I just avoid okay. your mom now because I know that she hates me. Do you hate Greg? Yes. Oh, she said yes. <laughs> I know. Did you tell her that her? Christmas card is still in my mailbox because I refuse to take it out because. <laughs> oh, he says she said that she likes you better than me. Well, that's easy. Oh, fuck you. But that Christmas card uh, that she sent, I left it in the mailbox because I, I felt as though she had no idea what was going on. She sent a Christmas card thinking this is nice i'll send a christmas card to that guy yeah, she knew what was going on to that guy autumn likes and it just sits in there uh he still has your christmas card in his mailbox really? yeah because he can't bring himself to open it and bring it upstairs Aww. all right i'll go get it i'll i'll get the christmas card is that ellie yeah what is she doing all right let's stop talking okay all right because then it'll stop her from talking Okay. She's meowing? <laughs> yeah. So she got a cat from a garage sale today, and then my mom brought her this cat, this other cat that has really long legs. So she's a, does she want a real cat yet? She has two real cats. I know, but not at your place. No. But she doesn't want to, like, scoop the litter. Those aren't new cats. Those cats were around before she was born. True. Oh, my God. You hear this car alarm going off? Mm-mm. Maybe it's not picking up on the mic. I don't know. I, I don't, don't hear it. I don't understand the point of a car alarm. If that car is being robbed. Either. At this point. If that car is being robbed, broken into, nobody's doing anything about it. No. The person. It's background noise, if anything. The person breaking into it probably is still just going to continue to break into it. It's still going. I don't hear it at all. All right. Hold on. Let me Hold on. Hold on. Let me turn up my mic and my gain. Here we go. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Could yeah, you I hear that? It. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> I don't feel like we can record until this thing stops. Anyway, your Etsy store. You should start your Etsy store. <sighs> yeah. What are you doing? Maybe. Your, what are you doing in your spare time? You like drawing. You like creating things. I do. So, so mm -hmm. make some of these autumn's originals nah they're i feel like you help me create those what well you the thing that you're talking about mocking the live laugh yeah. love mm -hmm. those signs whatever i don't want any of the money 
if you get rich, I want a commission, but okay. You have to make, I mean, if I get super rich from something like that, I would like, yeah, throw you something. Throw after, you a bone. After you make a hundred thousand dollars off of them, then my cut kicks in and I would like 10 K. No, then I want commission off of everything sold 15% at that point. Oh, all right. Well, this is it. Off of each piece sold. 15% goes to me. 15. What's your Etsy store called? Uh, Auto Prints. Yeah, it's got to have a catchy name, though. Auto Prints. Okay. I mean, nobody will understand the play on that, but that'll still work. I think it's good. No, because if you don't know the context of my username being Auto Prints, uh, You'll think it's like auto, like automatic, and then prints, P-R-I-N-T-S. True. So if you do know it, though, then you'll be like, whoa, I totally, I'm in on something. I know something more than someone else. Well, soon you'll have an Etsy. You have a platform to advertise your Etsy store. So you should create the Etsy store. You're right. You're absolutely right. And then sell your creations and... Other people will also search on Etsy and come across them. And yeah. I do I do think the one thing will sell. I'm not going to give it away because I know we have some sharks out there who will steal. You're talking about the stuff that we come up with, the sayings? Yes. Okay. Oh, it finally turned off. But finally. <laughs> yeah. Finally, the the car that wasn't being broken into, but just for some reason the alarm was triggered, the owner of that vehicle has now come out. It's not like... Oh, thank you. I've caught my vehicle being broken into. Thanks, car alarm. That didn't happen. Yes, I'm sure all the change that was being grabbed by the handful was safe. Was saved and yeah. it's not it's safe. It's not like people people aren't breaking into cars to like steal their stereos. Like they used to. You remember when your stereo used to like disconnect or your radio or whatever? Yeah, you'd take the face off of it and there then yeah. there would be a blinking red light to deter people. That's not how things work. I had an awesome setup in my 1995 Nissan pickup. What was your setup? Bench seat. I had some. I remember that truck. I had some. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Not the Nissan. You didn't know me with the Nissan. Oh, I didn't? What was the. You had a little truck, though, didn't you? I had a Toyota pickup. Oh, okay. Maybe you knew me with the Nissan, but I don't. I think it was already dead. Maybe by it was then. just the Toyota. I think the Nissan was dead by then. I had some. Surround sound speaker cubes. They were small cubes, maybe six inches in width and height. Mm-hmm. And I wired them to that to the Best Buy bought CD player with detachable face. Yeah. And so I had the speakers that were already built into the car, but I bought different speakers for that too, into the truck. And then I wired these and put them behind the bench. Friday Night oh. 80s on Star 94 never sounded so good. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Another installment of One Topic, which I was thinking about the, tra- the trajectory. Is that trajectory? Trajectory. 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 Why is that a a, a difficult word to pronounce? I wasn't thinking it was difficult until you had difficulty with it. And then I had trouble. I may have said it. Trajectory. 
I may have said it correctly the first time. I stumbled on it, but I don't. Anyway, the trajectory. See, I couldn't do it there. Oof, weird again. Trajectory. Okay, <laughs> no, that time. I, that, that one. Pterodactylry. No, that one was mocking me getting it wrong. That one was, oh. <laughs> it was overdone. Trajectory. But when I want to say it in a sentence, I was thinking about the trajectory. There we go. That's right. Of the show. Just press the gas and go and you'll get it. One topic. One of the topics actually been over the. When does the show become? <laughs> the show is, should be called Autumn's Therapy. Actually, both <laughs> both are therapy, not just yours. Yeah, I certainly used it for therapy. Yeah, Ther- it really has been my a little bit of my therapy for a while. Therapy sessions. I look. We're getting back into normal topics, but I have to say that the most downloaded and listened to shows are the ones that we're making fun of right now. I mean, what we should have done is recorded the last hour of us chatting not recording uh, yeah, i guess we could have done that but we didn't Mm-mm. so now we're just going to talk about selfishness and <laughs> <Yeah>. entitlement <laughs> because people people were i wonder what we talked about before the mics were hot because people were talking about uh, i mean because people were buying too much gasoline this is where this came from autumn said people have been buying a lot of gas and they shouldn't yeah the hoarding of the gas. I feel like I don't I don't care. I don't care about the logistics of what happened. But what I do care about or what I'm interested in is the instinct to be, I guess, to like protect yourself or to protect what you feel like you need to protect. And that's what people are doing. I mean, people aren't like. I'm going to get it so that no one else can get it. They're thinking about trying to ensure their own safety. And I feel like that that's a survival. That's like a, you know, an inherent sort of. (laughs) You've just jumped right into it. Yeah. Aren't we jumping into it? You just jumped right into it. Yeah. I feel like it's this inherent sort of a survival mechanism, a lizard brain activity. And I think we're afraid to talk about that or to to think about it or to point it out one it's because people people that do the act that we're talking about are are looked at as like selfish or whatever they are they're pieces of shit i don't anyone who does this (laughs) this was the whole thing that came out of covid in the toilet paper the fact that there was no same exact thing Yeah, yeah because people are hoarding things because they view it as life or death oh the gas the gas oh the precious gas please don't take more gas you know in the moment I don't know. I I do know. I just don't want to get angry about it because I think the the behavior is inherently disgusting. There is a survival I can understand a survival mechanism that kicks in, but we're not anywhere near it. Gasoline and toilet paper don't even come close to, oh my God, my life is going to end and bad things are going to happen to people I love if I don't get these things. So why can't you just calm the fuck down and do what you're supposed to do and let the thing pass? That's why I don't, there's no, there's no, I don't give any kind of uh, pass to these people. Well, let me just play devil's advocate and say, what if, because. Well, this all um, came, that's just, and I know people probably know what we're talking about, but the idea for the topic came out of the pipeline that was hacked and the gas supply. Oil was hacked. The gas, the gas supply was compromised and. 
there was a possible shortage and some gas stations did run out of gasoline and people were asked to please not take too much. And then you've got videos of people filling up various containers and going crazy and taking as much as they can in Tupperware and mixing bowls in plastic bags. It, It shows the idiocy of humanity too. There was a video I saw, and I don't know if it was actually tied to this. I don't think it was, but people played it off as it was. But there was a woman okay. who had uh, like plastic grocery bags. So and, that and was one woman. I don't. I don't. I, had, I think that was from a few years ago, actually, if I remember correctly. But oh, okay. But <laughs> filling up these bags, which gasoline, by the way. Yeah, eats, wouldn't it eat through the plastic? It eats through many things. Yeah. There was. Uh, I came across a guy who had styrofoam. Do you know what happens when you mix gasoline and styrofoam? What? You get napalm. It melts the styrofoam. It melts the styrofoam. becomes this gel. Oh, wow. And you can set that gel on fire if you like. Okay. And it'll burn for quite a while. And it like plops onto things and sticks to you? Yes. Like a hot glue gun glue? So that's the inspiration <laughs> behind the show of entitlement and selfishness. And it, it, it goes to show. That if something major did happen where society collapsed, mm-hmm. TV shows, movies that present this as happening and things going to hell, sometimes I used to think, man, that's a little over the top. I don't think so anymore. I believe that within a matter of hours, mm-hmm. you would have this kind of behavior people losing their shit out for themselves only killing other people almost immediately fights nonstop. They don't have any faith in humanity, humanity and holding things together. So play devil's advocate. Why is it okay for people to panic and think that, well, you know what? The rules don't apply to me. It that yeah, maybe other people, but I'm just, I'm going to do what I have to do and get the gasoline that I need to get. Well, <laughs> I don't want to conflate the two because I feel like if society were really to break down, I think that it would sort of fall into lots of different categories. Like depending on who you are as a person, your, your personality type, you know, uh, your, your history pathology, who knows? I mean, a lot of things could happen where you're more selfish and um, trying to, uh, only get whatever you can get so that you can ensure your own survival in a sort of like what might be seen as like selfish, like gains, ways, whatever. And then other things like where maybe people would be looking out for someone else um, and be more altruistic of in their sort of survival game. Um, I feel like that's a different scenario than this gas thing. What I think the way that I can play devil's advocate with the gas situation is that we really don't have a lot of situations where we're uh, where we're we're in a position of like, this is what I can do to protect my family. You know, there's a lot of these like weird soft ways that we all protect our families, which is like going out and having a job, making money that you never really put your hands on. And even if you do, it's not really backed by anything. You know what I mean? Like there's, there, there's a lot of like 
soft ways that we feel like, you know, we go to the grocery store, we bring home food for our family. That was all taken care of by someone else. We're not actually doing anything. And so when something like this comes up with the toilet paper, which is so stupid, and then with the gasoline thing, which is also stupid in a little bit more of a crucial way than toilet paper, but it seems like because we actually, we don't really have a way, uh, a, a, a tangible, realistic way of protecting our things and our own family that we go out and we say like, this is the thing. I'm going to make sure that we're okay. And I'm going to get all the toilet paper. I'm going to get all the gas. No, I don't buy that for a second. I think it's a sense no? of entitlement. No, I think that people think that they are above it, that they're special that they're different and there's this idea that they are more important than other people. So therefore when a situation, a situation does arise where they can act on it, they just do because again, because they're them and yes, they deserve it. Yes. It's like sitting in traffic. I was sitting in traffic once on Georgia 400. Mm-hmm. Some people just thought famous for its traffic. People thought, I don't need to sit in the traffic driving on the shoulder, driving along the shoulder because they're above sitting in traffic for whatever reason. But there is a sense of entitlement that I think is growing more as this society progresses. And I don't know where it comes from. I think there are many factors. There's this idea of I'm not opposed to being an individual. I think it's very important to have your identity and understand who you are and do things that set you apart. I also think that if you're going to live in a civilized society, that it shouldn't be straight up me against everyone else, that you need to work with each other and do your best to make sure that everyone is taken care of to an extent. You do have a duty, I feel. But I'm not one of these people that thinks that being an individual and wanting to find a way to set your part is a bad thing. But I think as, and I don't necessarily get political on the show, and we're not going to get too political, but as it becomes a little more polar, a little more, mm-hmm. as it becomes extremely polarized in the two sides, one side, the liberal side, quite often is the collective any idea of being an individual is an awful thing. How dare you, you selfish piece of shit. And then the other side is I'm going to rebel against this. It's about me. It's about my rights. This country is about freedom and me and I can do what I want to do and go out and chase the things that I want to do and be and see and get and own. And it's somewhere in the middle. There's a balance of these two ideas that I believe in. But as the individual side grows there's an entitlement to the person and i'm not saying the people who are getting gas were republican i'm just saying that the entitlement grows on both sides out of different means and different ways and there's the collective entitlement but on both sides as things are polarized the entitlement is insane people Feeling as though they're more deserving of things than other people. It blows my mind. There's this idea, and this really angers me because I don't know where it comes from. Maybe because I complain or I seem like I'm negative. I seem like I'm negative. I know that (laughs) I am. But it's not just negativity. I feel as though I'm negative. I'm not even, I, I just, I look at things as they actually are and they're crap. 
and presenting them and explaining it as it actually is for some reason is labeled as negative. But within that, no, I, yeah, I hear you. Within that, people who don't know me but listen to some of the stuff, there's been beliefs that I am entitled. I don't think for a second that anyone owes me a fucking thing. I've never lived my life that way. I don't go around saying, oh, woe is me. Things aren't fair. I should have gotten that. I didn't get that. And it really angers me. The world is what it is. I, I complain about it. I want it to be different, but it's not. And I accept it for what it is. And that's why I am somewhat down on it. I'm like, okay. But I navigate the world as it is. And I understand that the things I don't have are mostly because I didn't even try to get them. I never went out. Sure, sometimes I did try. Let's say radio, for example. When I was doing radio in Atlanta, I was taken off the air. Even then, I was angry. I was bitter, taken off the air for being too creative. Mm. I had good ratings. I was pissed. But I never felt entitled. There wasn't, even at that point, I didn't think, that's mine. It, do you, people do people who are entitled who who act and feel entitled? Do they realize that they're entitled? I I can't say. I don't know. I don't. I can't get inside of the brain of someone who thinks that they're above it. And because if you have the foresight or, or, or something to to understand that you are entitled to something, wouldn't you then think, wait, why am I entitled to this? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's a valid, logical question to ask. I think that there are people who, in this situation with the gasoline, probably complained about other people. They took a bunch of extra gasoline and then complained about people taking gasoline. Oh, like people, yeah, they're they're waiting in line. Like, look at all these assholes waiting in line for gas, but where they're also an, an asshole waiting in line for gas. Yeah, the rules apply to everyone else, but not me. Mm-hmm. Not me. I'm, listen, I'm sure that that's part of it. But I also feel like there are people out there who think they're actually doing good for it. Like, they're protecting their own. And they're doing something um, to, to you know, put food on their family, you know, like to, to no, do, do you something. Know what, OK, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're not protecting your own, though. What protects your own in a situation that's temporary is just keeping things status quo and keep. I agree with you. Keeping but the I'm peace. Saying that the they, moment, they, the moment. This is an active thing that they can do to, to make them feel like they're they're participating in the protection of their own. Because I agree with you. The real thing to do is to just like chill, relax. It's going to be fine. This isn't this isn't like a, you know, a bomb shelter situation. Did you ever see that bomb shelter uh, uh, episode of Twilight Zone? No. It was with Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Wait, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Yes. And uh he he was in a bomb shelter with his family and there were his neighbors that were knocking on the door and they wanted to come in. And it was like, a you know, a, he couldn't decide whether to let them in or not because he only had enough food for a certain amount of time and enough supplies for this amount of people, these amount of people. And yeah, it turned into this like moral dilemma. And that's what I thought about, you know, when I thought I think about it a lot. Actually, but I thought about it with the gas thing. I thought about it with the toilet paper thing. Like people are taking from others. They're taking more for themselves, which they feel is like protecting the ones that they love the most, but actually taking away from others so that they can't provide. Because they think they're better. They think they genuinely think they're better or more important than other people. 
Mm-hmm. Where it comes from, again, I think it's from many things. Another thing that I didn't bring up is, and I know people are, this isn't anything original, this thought, and I hesitate to throw it out there, but I do think social media also plays into it, where you present mm-hmm. yourself and it's all about you. You know, the, the funny thing is when people say that they believe in the collective, quite often they're just doing things within the collective to show how great of a person they are themselves. And that really annoys me. because and that doesn't have anything to do with the collective. It has to do with themselves. <laughs> yes, and just look how much better I am. Look at me. I'm one of the yeah. good people. But there is, for whatever reason, a real movement where I think more and more people think that they're better than other people. And then with that comes double standards. And that's where, well, I can get the extra gasoline. I can drive in the shoulder. I can buy all the toilet paper. Other people shouldn't, but I will. For whatever reason, their lives, their being is more important than others. So, you know, I think in any day situations, you don't think of other people. You're setting a date with a person. I'll meet you at 7 o'clock, and then you cancel at 645. And no big deal, unless something really came up. But sure, you know, there's, there's a lack of thoughtfulness. I don't know where it comes from. I've tried. I tried to do some research before this show. There's, you know, ideas of of where it comes from. It. Seems... I mean, do you think it, it's just a personality type? Not to say I'm not talking about the outliers of people who are like, you know, cutthroat and do whatever they can to get ahead, and whether that's on a micro scale or a macro scale. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about like regular people. I mean, even like honestly. Travis was talking to me on Wednesday saying like, you better go get gas. You better go top off, like go get some gas because like it's, it's, t-. and I was like, I'm fine. I don't care. I mean, I, I think that I have over a half a tank, but even if I had half a tank, I still wouldn't top off because it's like, I'll wait until we're all like things have calmed down. That I mean, sounds... I'm lucky. I don't have I don't have a commute. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a <laughs> if bit. If I had a commute, maybe that'd be. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't then. I wouldn't go and like try and find gas tanks to fill up so that I would have extra. Do you know what I mean? I would just like do. I just like fill it up and see what happens next. I wouldn't. I think that's fair. <laughs> if there's something you have a half a tank and you want to go top off your tank when this problem came about, then fine. So be it. But my first instinct is to not even do that. Like no. Mm-mm. I'll wait. Because it's not that big of a deal. You're able to gauge something for what it actually is. But why aren't other people able to gauge for uh, gauge something for what it actually is? I'm not any I mean, listen, I I'm not, I'm not like plugged into the 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 workings of the world like a lot of other people are. It's interesting that people will they jump into panic. It's the same yeah. thing when a storm's coming through and the bread and the milk. Milk and bread. <laughs> they're gone. People rush out. I don't know how much they hoard. Because how many times has a storm been so bad that you've been locked inside and you would have starved to death if you didn't have your bread and you didn't have your milk? In and this Milk and bread. <laughs> my... Milk and bread. And eggs. And eggs, I guess. But it's usually milk and bread. It's, and, but, yeah. But, the, the, the phraseology is milk and bread. It is a strange thing. No but, one's like sitting around 
People don't learn. Milk they don't bread. they don't think about what is actually presented to them. Yeah. The gas like, you do when well, the, the snow's coming, you go out and get milk and bread. The end. You haven't learned anything from the past. The same thing keeps happening every time the snowstorm's coming and when the pipeline was hacked, it was said from what I remember pretty early on, we'll get this back up and running. I guess there was an idea maybe at first. Nobody knows how long it's going to last. But even at that case, in that case, you're not going to die. You know, maybe you have to walk. I know people live in suburbs for the most part, but their grocery store is within a few miles. God forbid you walk the little way. If it goes on for too long, then sure, production lines and shipping yeah. lanes, a lot of things will shut down. But also, I mean, how long would that take though? Like two weeks? We weren't there. We weren't there. And until you no. get there, the reaction to it, people like to panic. The toilet paper thing was based on nothing with COVID. That I toilet paper thing, I did not understand. I don't know where Why? it came from. There was an idea that COVID gave some people diarrhea, and I think it did. Uh, but I... It didn't come from, like, uh, shipping something? It was probably shipping, too. Inhibited? I, whatever it was. Yes, I think shipping was also going to be in a lot of things. And I understand... Toilet paper. There's look. There's don't people don't people have other like what about what about the 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 like the the break in a in a food line or something? Wouldn't that be more concerning than a toilet paper? Like, well, I think there's fear is way down the list of concerns when like the shit really hits the fan. I think there's fear, and if I want to give, if you want to, there's play a washcloth, and I'll wash it, and I'll figure it out. Otherwise, I need to find food. <laughs> well, if you want to play devil's advocate in this, I think there's a fear. Uh, with COVID, that's a big thing. We haven't been through a pandemic before in our lives and not knowing what was to come. It's scary. With the, the fuel thing, not as scary to me. It, mm -hmm. it, it also shows that our reliance on the fuel is a, I'm not an advocate for going all electric. I'm not pushing that agenda. I'm just saying it is a resource that will run out one day and you should start mm -hmm. preparing and making decisions. But, you know, the way people approach things. Well, ah, that's not my problem. That's later on down the line. You know, the yeah. reliance on fuel, the lack of public options, it is a problem. This should go to show. Same way that healthcare being tied to full-time employment, healthcare yeah, for sure. tied to full-time employment, full-time employment which was lost during a pandemic which is a healthcare crisis. You lose your job because of the healthcare crisis, you lose your healthcare. Stupid fucking system. But whatever. Anything changing? No. Anything going to change with this? No. But there's a fear that comes along with it. And I think people just want to enact, enact some kind of control. Okay, what can I do? They go out. Makes them feel better. It's comfort. But the complete con lack of concern for other people, it bothers me personally. Because you can take care of yourself mm -hmm. and get the things you need and other people can do the same. But the moment you go over the top with it, you're saying, I don't give a shit about other people. And I don't find that to be acceptable. And, a, and, and what they might deem a survival situation, you don't care about other people. You're going to choose your family, people you know, over strangers. So <clears throat> people who, the, the strangers that need this gas like that's not my concern i care about the people i know and my family maybe i would give my gas to some neighbors i don't know but 
for them, they feel like they're doing something like uh, maybe uh, almost uh, like ex- something that should be exalted. Like I took care of my family. I took care of the people in my community or like my village, like my close knit, whatever. You're really stuck on this idea. Giving- I'm just curious. No, I'm just curious in, in exploring their mindset and why they would do it because it's going to be the outlier who's going to be like fuck everybody i'm going to take it all so that nobody else can get it that's i mean i'm sure that that's out there but that's not most of the people who were doing the hoarding i think it is really they don't think rules apply to them for whatever reason but haven't you ever been stuck in traffic and thought like yeah i'm going to go on the shoulder until i can like yeah i've thought about it there's plenty of times I don't. I've driven in the HOV lane when I don't have an. I'm not HOV positive. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. You think that you're you're above the rule that was set forth. What was your yeah. What was your thinking during that? Your time's more I, important th- my, than everyone my else's. My thinking was that if I got pulled up, this was my thinking was that if I got pulled over, I would tell them I was confused that I thought it was the like fast pass lane or whatever, and not. <laughs> Like I didn't realize it switched to HOV. Your your go to defense is ignorance. I didn't yeah. know. I, I wasn't paying attention. I, I mean, I've thought about that before too. Yeah. And I, you know, when I when I talk about this, I can't say that I haven't had instances where I skirted rules or thought. I guess the the idea behind it was, I didn't think I was better. I just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and especially when it comes to something like taxes, for example. Like, yeah, okay, well, I'm gonna. But who doesn't see? Cheat? That's your metric, where other people have a different metric. They would never, you know, skirt tax. Now, nah, the law. government's not a person. When it comes to a corporation or the government, then the rules don't apply because it's they I don't. don't they're not thinking of the other people, so they're inconsiderate. How about that? It's funny when we talked about stealing, for example, and that show so long ago, I have mm. these rules I put in place, my own rules. I'll steal from corporations, but I wouldn't steal from a mom and pop store. But the corporation, the store has a manager. There is a person attached to it. Yeah. And if there's a lot of theft and loss in that store, that person is going to pay the price. And for whatever reason, I never thought about that. And once I did think about that, I thought, okay, well, I shouldn't be stealing anymore. The government, whatever, they're stealing from me to begin with. The, the, the amount of taxes they take out and the services that we get doesn't match. goes to pay stupid salaries of a lot of people, a lot of bloat. I'm mm-hmm. fine with taxes if I see <laughs> services. I'm not opposed to taxes, but the point of taxes is to get services. You know what services are? Um, public transit, good infrastructure, things that we're not getting, things that don't actually exist. So where the hell does the money go? That's what I would like to see. You want to take the money? The healthcare I, I mentioned. I know you people, want to see it. I know people you are in action. I know people are opposed to public healthcare. Uh, yeah. I could the country pull it off? No, I don't. In theory, I like the idea of it. I would pay higher taxes if everyone had access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the country could actually pull it off because I have zero trust in the government. I don't like, uh, this is a wholly di- different discussion now. 
public private health care private health care just as bad there's no competition the competition will take care of it and the price it's not affordable it's not accessible it's a problem anyway what i was saying was with taxes if there was more taken out and there was a service attached to it i'd be okay with that to an extent but you know when it comes to the government who's oh the irs person who's going to lose their job no but there's not a store manager so i i don't feel as bad when it comes to that so even i am not above it I have my own set of rules, and but my rules take others into account. I try to take others into account. Right. And when I'm railing against other people and my hatred for them, it's because I think that there is a set of rules, and if we all just live by these rules, everyone could at least get through their day and not have to deal with all the annoying crap that is around us or we have to deal with whatever exists naturally and we all deal with it together but the moment someone else is there and they're blasting music or they're blocking a sidewalk or they're making things harder for other people it's like you're not aware of your existence or your impact or effect on other people and i cannot stand you and you're making things worse for other people and the fact you have zero zero awareness of this or care, maybe you are aware and you don't care, you should be put to sleep. <laughs> well, you know what it, What just came to mind was uh, those people who would like bum rush into the Walmart on uh, the day after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. on Black Friday yeah. and like, like run over people, each other, or like fighting in the stores for like some stupid deal on a TV. For me, I mean, maybe that's the same sort of mindset where it's like, I'm providing for my family. I'm getting this. Like, I'm doing the work. I'm going to be the one who gets it. I think it's a desperate grasp for false happiness. I I agree. Providing for my family. I'm going to get the PlayStation. This comes back to me a lot. This this idea comes to me a lot that like we our brains were too smart for our own good. Our brains evolved through time to be a certain way. And we've constructed our lives to be so comfortable that we're not utilizing the brain that we evolved it to be. And so then we have to like fill we have to like uh, supplement that with lots of other stuff. With, you know, these soft, like I said, these soft uh, ways of providing. What are you saying? There's inherent family. inherent behaviors that aren't being yes. exercised because our lives are too cushy. So therefore, yes. we're f- creating, inventing ways to enact. Thank you for wording that in a way that, <laughs> that what you sounds mean? like it should be written down instead of the way that I said it. I mean, that that could be the case. <laughs> Like, but as, as people who are as animals that are able to think and discern and mm-hmm. differentiate and you can maybe notice that you're actually doing this and then say, you know what, okay, there's not a need for this. Even if there's an impulse for this, I don't actually have to do this. I had that. Once I realized that stuff was going around, I, I was like, hmm, I wonder where my guess is. And I thought, where do I have to be? You know, I'm driving... I'm not driving anywhere. Well, at some, fine. at some point, I'll wait it does, until it blows over. At some point, it does become a chain reaction because you see everyone else doing things they're not supposed to do. And then you say, oh, crap, 
we are really are going to run out of gas and then you go get in the mix yourself. To me, though, I always have had the instinct. Like, I remember being at Piedmont Park and I and it was all during, you know, like the zombie heyday. Right. Like all the zombie stuff was happening at the time. And I thought about like if some shit was going down, like some zombie apocalypse or something and everyone was running the opposite, like was running in one direction, I would go toward the opposite direction. Just because I felt like if everyone's running that way, then I'm going to be the one who's going to like do something different. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That That's my instinct. And so when someone says like, oh, you got to hurry and get this, like, no, maybe I'll miss out. Maybe I'll be the patient one and I'll win. I'll be the tortoise or something. <laughs> I mean, not following. But that is my first, that's my first instinct. I can understand to be like the contrarian yes. or something. Yeah, and I can understand that instinct. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it can grow into a bad thing. I'm just gonna do the opposite of what everyone's doing. Oh, then, I don't I'm uh, not saying like I apply that across the board, but there are definitely times where I'm like, mm mm, no. You know, when I was looking into this show, I saw a study that analyzed I think there was they they asked some high schoolers uh to answer the question. It's not a question, but to respond to the statement, I am an important person. And between 1950 and the mid to late 80s, only 12% agreed that they were an important person. Oh. By 18, 1989, 80%, 80% of <laughs> high schoolers, I'm an important person. Where did That's that come from? That's a tough question. Where did that come from? Where did it come from? What changed? Uh, mm-hmm. I know, and this is 89, so a lot of people want to, Look at us, our generation, but people our age who are approaching 40 and Mm -hmm. growing up. You are special. You are different. You get an award. I do think that in some way that also happened. And I don't mean to rail against it the way a lot of people do, how it ruined society. But when I think about it a little bit more in the way it actually plays out, I don't care if someone thinks they're special in their own right. And if they go around trying to prove it, they're just an annoying person to me and I'll try to ignore them. But there are ways that I'm starting to realize that that actually impacts other people's lives. And then the moment you have everyone doing it, it creates this competition where there's not a need for competition. And -hmm. if there's something that I cannot stand in this world, it's competition. I hate competition sports is a different thing that's competition for the sake of competition yes because i was going to say then if you if you hate competition then you would enjoy that everyone gets a trophy that's a that's a different thing i don't think maybe nobody gets trophies and just you just did this (laughs) there was no need for a trophy when i was a kid i played soccer and i got trophies and our team sucked we had teams where, where we would win one game all season and i will tell you i got the trophy and i thought why they sat on a shelf and i used to look at these and i said i don't know what these mean they don't mean mm. anything to me because no work was put in to actually earn the trophy. If a trophy exists, it's only to say, hey, you went above and beyond. You put in the work. You did, you did better than everyone else who put in the work. So here's a way to reckon. I think it's ridiculous to have the trophy uh, for that, too. And the fact that people need that to find some kind of solace in their existence is somewhat ridiculous to me also. But maybe nobody should get the trophy. I don't know. We just played soccer. We did it, played some games. It was a kid's league. 
and on a field that most of the country doesn't know about. This, this. A team would win, but not necessarily getting a trophy for something. Well, even if the, this is the thing, nobody cared. Even if you were the champions of Cambria, whatever. No, was no I'm not saying eventually against other people, but I mean, between one team and another, I think it is important to have a winner or a quote loser. You think it's important? Yeah, because then what's the point of playing? Well, when you're talking about sports, that's a totally different thing. Okay. It's competition okay. for the sake of competition. Right. When I said the, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's competition. Competition against someone else. Competition for the sake of competition. But okay. but this false competition, this this mm-hmm. this uh, every, not everything needs to be a rat race where you're out. The, you know, this is why I get so worked up and anxious about going into restaurants because it all feels like a competition. And I don't like it feeling that way to begin with. It's like, I got to get here before this person because if I don't, then, and that's why I get so anxious when it comes to the competition. I'll sprint in front of people to get to a restaurant if if they're walking in that direction. Because I feel like it's been drilled into my head. And, you know, if everything is a competition, then you have to find ways to set yourself apart and you have to think that you are better than other people so that you can win. The goal yeah. at this point becomes winning. And I think that within getting the gas, getting the the toilet paper, I do think there's a, the control mm. thing that I said earlier. Winning has been confused with survival. Well, I do think that people find comfort in some control where they can get it. And these aren't you know, clear-cut black and white things. But mm-hmm. I do think there is that is the trophy in essence also. I won. I got this. And look at my trophy. Look at all of the toilet paper I have. Oh, you're worried about gas? Not me. The trophy is this invisible this invisible confidence that I have of not needing gas because I have grocery bags full of gas in my garage. It's yeah, it's not needed. Yeah. It's manufactured. But it does yeah, it's manufactured, but it does bring a sense of pride or a sense of like um relief to someone. Well, everyone, yes, but everyone just wants to win. That is the most important thing. No matter what your, you know, the arguments that are made that people don't have discussions anymore, talk about things, fine, whatever. It's, it has gotten worse. I tried to not get too involved because things are going to be what they're going to be. But everyone just wants to win. And that has become the sole purpose of existence. Winning, mm-hmm. showing that you won, showing that you're better, showing that you were on the side that uh, was right. Uh, no matter the validity of the winning. It's like it depends on however any individual might feel what winning might be. I won. I won because I have the toilet paper. I won because I have a bunch of gas. Yeah. That's another reason I feel as though entitlement has come into play. So what do we do? Like, how do you correct that? You can't. It's done. It's a runaway train. This is what it is. The fall of Rome? Are we in the fall of Rome? I don't know the way it plays out. I I can't say the way it plays out. I'll tell you one thing. People should stop having kids. If you don't... I mean, competition does exist in certain realms, and it's going to get more fierce when mm-hmm. it comes to resources, and I guess maybe that's why gas is a limited resource. And 
when one of the main delivery pipelines is shut down, you think, to me, it's not a resource that's life or death, at least not right, right. away. There is a huge dependence on it. And if it went on for too long, then it would cause real problems that could lead to death and mainly you know, food distribution. But yeah, realizing your dependence on something that you maybe take for granted is interesting and important. But food is something that there'll be competition for water. If, if we mm -hmm. start running out of these things and as the population continues to grow, these are going to be things and we know how people are going to act. I, right. This is an example of how people will act. And I do wonder. But there's also, like you said, there is a lot of distrust, I think, from both sides of the political aisle um, in the government. Um, and I wonder, I, I mean, I don't think that like blind faith in the government is the way to go. But I do believe that it was a little bit. It was probably easier to control everyone when you have a more sort of like patriotic sort of attitude toward the government, which can be a negative, but it could also be a positive in saying like, you guys do your patriotic chore in letting the people that need things go first. Well, it's 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 funny because we're all Americans, you know what I mean? But right now we're so all divided. Well, when you have an enemy, you bring this up when people would sacrifice resources mm. during world war two, there were many things you couldn't get, but everyone in the United States had a common enemy. So therefore there was a collective mm. good and there was still a winning attached to it. So we do these things, but in the end we win together, not individually, but we win together. If we give the military, the resources it needs to right. beat the Nazis. I'm not going to hoard the metal. That I, the scrap metal, I'm going to like donate it because you're right. Because we have a common goal. And right mind. and right now it does feel as though the enemy is within. Meaning mm -hmm. you, most people feel as though there's an enemy. No matter what side you're on, you think the other side is an enemy. The enemy could be your neighbor. The enemy could be uh, on a small scale or it could be on a big scale as the government. Well, at some, at some point it does become your neighbor is the enemy. And if yeah. the if society collapsed, I, I don't know where those lines are drawn. The division, I God forbid. I hope this does not ever happen. Decide it's going to just to be immediate. It's not going to to last. It probably is not going to happen. Stuff like that is the same thing as like religious fanatics talking about the end of days. It's like always going to happen within their lifetime. However, at some point. Not the religious part, but like societies do fall, you know, so at some point. This society that we're in will fall. I'm not around for it. I don't want to be around for it yeah. because at that point, it's not it's going to happen pretty quickly. It's going to happen quickly. Yeah. And I just don't want to see it. I don't want to be people with the toilet it. paper and the gas are going to be the kings <laughs> and queens. I guess they will be. And I know that at some point it does actually just become survival and you have to survive. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're surviving. What are you surviving for? If we're, if the world's, <laughs> if the world's that Good bad, point. if the world's that bad, I don't know what you're actually surviving for. I think about that quite often. If everything, if, if, if everything becomes a struggle and just a fight to Biology. stay. What's that? Biology just to, you know, to survive. 
that's like your ba- that's a basic instinct is to survive. Not not some philosophical reason to survive, yeah, but just it's, yeah, to it's, survive. It's it's obviously built in. Like it's a yeah. very powerful drive to survive. <laughs> I understand that that's there. And just letting yourself die if society collapses is probably a harder thing. That's like trying to hold your breath to kill yourself. <laughs> you couldn't do it. Well, at some <laughs> you're point, like, well, society's fucked. I'm just going to let myself die. Well, at some point, your body says, uh-uh-uh, you're not doing yeah. this. I'm going to make you pass out and take over. Right. Well, uh-uh, not so fast. <laughs> I'm going to go make you scrounge for food because uh-uh-uh. you can't stop yourself. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. To pee really bad. All right, you have to pee. Well, we can wrap this up if you want. I think I, All right. I made my point. I don't. I I know that it came off as negative again. No, I don't think so. Not at all. You were just exploring that point of view. That's totally fat, fine, and valid. I was going to say fad, which is a combination of fine and valid. Okay. I'll take that. We can add it to the dictionary. Yeah. can be the new word of the year. Uh, I, we didn't really, I mean, I guess it was mostly about entitlement, not selfishness, which selfishness can be another thing because I'm certainly self. Well, all right. So maybe it should be about, well, survival. What is the, what's the definition of selfish? I can be self-centered. I know. Yeah. Am I selfish though? Selfish is, I think, only thinking of yourself. Concerned excessively or exclusively with with one's with oneself. Uh, yeah. So yes, I guess with that definition, I surely selfish survivalness. Well, I've certainly been selfish. My selfishness. I mean, selfish. Yeah, my selfishness is strange. Quite often, it it comes out of a desire to not make other people feel a certain way. Like I don't want to do that, but it's giving myself way too much importance. And I think that I'm, you know, it's, it's, yeah, which it's is an over concern with yourself. Yes. It's a lending an importance to myself and I have this much yeah. impact and I got to watch so I don't what think I it do. Should be, I don't think it should be selfishness. I think it should be like, well, this should, what I was talking about is definitely entitlement mm-hmm. where I deserve this. But I disagreed that it wasn't really entitlement and that it was like a survival. I don't think it, it is. was a misplaced survival instinct. I think it's giving too much credit. How about? I'm not. Look, you can have. I'm, <laughs> instinct or selfish? Question mark. Uh, you're talking about the title of the show at this point. Yeah. No, I was just saying that at the beginning I threw selfishness into it, but we never really talked about selfishness, Mm-mm. which would have been an interesting conversation in its own right because well there's the second definition for selfish here arising from concern with own one's own welfare or advantage in disregard for as of others so that's the selfish act yes a lot of these things okay so it tied in all right so we'll include that definition just to make sure that people know (laughs) i feel as though it's just it's an important thing yes look out looking out for yourself isn't a terrible thing. It doesn't have to be at the expense of others quite often. Correct. Both yeah. can happen. Yeah. And the moment you go extreme with certain things, why? You've taken care of yourself. Now let others take care of themselves. And if you really want to be nice, if it's not a life or death situation like this gasoline, maybe let others take care of themselves. Yes. Let people that have a huge commute 
or something and definitely need the gas to make sure that they get theirs before you do because you actually are only driving between here and the target. <laughs> Relax. You could walk to that target. It may take an hour. But you, you could, could get run over on your way, <laughs> but because there there's no, no sidewalks. sidewalks. Your taxes hard at work. No sidewalks. <laughs> no sidewalks. No crosswalks. I mean, I get it. People are going to use them. They're probably not worth putting in, which is a shame. Right. Where's the money go? To bloat. <laughs> There's a lot of people being paid. Like there are jobs that need to be done. It's a job of two people, not ten. There's no specific job that I'm referencing, but I'm just no, I have I this idea. Mean. Two people can do that. Why are you paying ten? Well, you know, they got here. They had the jobs. They've been around for a while. You know what company doesn't have a lot of bloat is Hoffandpepper.com. Go to Hoffandpepper.com. You can get some really great hot sauce. Get 15% off with code ONETOPIC15. It's locally made in Chattanooga. It's really great. They have a lot of options. They also have some new uh, FDA uh, FDA approved uh, sizes that you can get. So you can take them on an airplane. And that's pretty cool. So do that. Go check them out. Hoffandpepper.com. topic 15 Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please like and subscribe, rate and review, and also share with your friends. Thanks. Bye.